Take it, swing it out of your bad asses. All night long, you got bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run Nicky Split. You can't run because you're bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Ahmed of all night. I am not a happy camper. What is Boy Ray's motivation? You know, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Sugar and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much! Make, make, make a, uh, a good, good luchas, luchas. I hate ducks! Hit the duck! We love you, Scott Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before! You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. Welcome back to Jersey Shore. Uh, okay, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I swear I'm kidding. Don't leave. Don't leave. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. Anyway, welcome. What is going on, everybody? Wednesday night. Welcome to Wrestling Outlet Pro, presented by DraftKings. Right, Smart? That's right. Holy fuck. How many times did they fucking plug DraftKings tonight, dude? Oh, my God. DraftKings or like right up there with Liberty Mutual in terms of just like insufferable, endless bombardment of ads. Oh. I get them all the time on Spotify. It's terrible. I hate it. it. It is, man. They were just like totally killing it with those ads tonight for fucking, that's all I saw all night. That ad, that ad, that ad. Rah, 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 rah. And you know what sucks? I told you, I, uh, you know, I watch poker a lot. Guess who the WPT is sponsored by? Everything, every Draft sport games. you watch, they're there. 
my cousin plays like middle school baseball and they're fucking sponsored by DraftKings. Oh my God, dude. I mean, everything. And not only that, if you get pocket kings, if you get two kings in your in your hand, they give you $1,000 in your account. So it's like I hear their name all the time watching poker. Now I got to hear their name for this. It's like, oh my God, I can't get away from fucking DraftKings. So anyway, how's everyone doing? I'm Boxman. And of course, right across from me. There you go. Go ahead. Come on. I was still supposed to be uh, doing the intro. I'm a man that needs no introductions. I just kind of show up and then show out and then leave. (laughs) Marcus Mark Wahlberg. What is up, my man? What is up, brother? Doing well. How are you? I think I've recovered. Finally, um, I'm doing a little better, man. I think I've finally recovered from uh, last week. Um, it took me a while, but uh, I think I re- I'm finally getting back to uh, back to normal. Um, after me and you did the show Sunday for the video games, um, I decided to start doing shots. Uh, boy, did I go to work hungover on Monday. Um, <laughs> I'm such an idiot, dude. Oh, I gotta stop drinking. I'll never do this to myself again. Fucking next night. Oh, I need beer. <laughs> well, of course. I, I mean, I mean uh, I'm a glutton for punishment, obviously. Or I just have a bad problem. I don't know. Whatever you want. Um, <laughs> I'd be there. After a while, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it tastes so good. Beer tastes good. I don't even. I, <laughs> That's how I do that. I really had a problem because I didn't like the taste of it. I just like the effects of it. See, I like the taste of beer. I love the taste of beer. I always have. Even dude, even my first beer, a Milwaukee's best was my first beer, and I like the taste. That's not good mm. beer. That's not even good beer. That's barely beer. That's, that's like nearly beer. Slogan, Milwaukee's best. We're barely beer. <laughs> We're near beer. Nah, I, mean, I just always liked it. But uh, yeah, man, I think I finally recovered. How, how, uh, but you're all right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm killing time pulling up the plugs. Uh, <laughs> of course. I forgot to get them pulled up, and I'm pulling, killing a little bit of time here. But I got them now. I do have them now. Um, obviously, folks, we were not here last week. We've got, um, I mean, really, the same news from last week is the same news from this week. All the shows I listened to last week are still talking about the same thing this week. Jeff Hardy, Vince McMahon. Those are pretty much the two big stories. We'll get into both. We're not going to bore you with a lot of the details because you all know most of the details anyway. Um, so we'll uh, knock out plugs real quick. And then we'll uh, and then we'll get to that. That's uh, that's probably a good plan. All right, give me a second. I get some music going for these plugs, and then we'll get the plugs out of the way. Of course, that means you guys better be listening to. That's right, it's the High Marks. It's the Mojo, the Cheese Man, the G Wiz, and you should already be listening right there on Mixler.com/slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. If you are not, slap yourself silly. That's what you should do. Definitely be listening to them Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
It's the high mark. Check them out on YouTube also. And of course, you've got the Bobby Anthem on the Bobby Blades, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Definitely be checking them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And of course, while you're doing that, check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel Everything on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast that can be found on all those platforms. Check them out on Blog Talk, EUP Network, right over there on Blog Talk. Check them out over there. You can listen to them. I believe you can listen to them live. I've only joined their show, so I'm not even sure what Blog Talk is like. Um, so check them out. And, of course, Stephen Milan, reviewing movies on Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com, slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. Definitely listen to, uh, I'm sorry, go over there and check out that website and uh, see what he's reviewing over there. And I'll be back once again Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Not sure if I'm doing a movie or another actor. I know next week I am going to do another Redux episode, get back on YouTube, uh, possibly Twitch. Not sure. Might do it on Twitch. See what uh, see what happens. So anyway, there you go. Smart, go for it. You got it. She's on sports returns in August. In the meantime, be sure to listen to the Mo Joe and Dirk show. The Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show, as they like to be called. <laughs> um, and last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet on Soul. It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Doug Nasty. All 16 episodes of season one are available for you, but why stop there? If you subscribe now, they're throwing in season two. I believe they're up to 10 episodes for free. How about that? You buy one, you get one, but you don't have to spend a dime. Can't beat that. Love a BOGO. Love a BOGO. All right. That's it, right? That's right. That's it. All right, so there we go. Let me knock that out, turn that down. All right, folks, that means we can get into the... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I guess we'll get into the Jeff Hardy thing first. There's a lot, obviously, to unpack in this Jeff Hardy thing. Um, As you all already know, Jeff Hardy last week was arrested. Uh, for more than just drunk driving, uh, more than just a DUI. He was also supposed to have a um, an alcohol detection unit in his car, which means if he's been drinking, it won't start. Um, he did not. He had a rental car of some sort. <clears throat> uh, no one's sure who got him the rental car. Um and I believe his license was also suspended. So he was driving with a suspended license. Um, kind of kick off how it started here. Basically, uh, Jeff Hardy was driving in a white Charger, Dodge Charger, and an officer tried to pull him over. Well, Jeff didn't exactly stop right away. There's uh, uh, TMZ has a whole video of all this if you'd like to go watch it. Um, once he was finally pulled over, the officer told Hardy that several people had called 911 to report him for erratic driving. Apparently, he was all over the road, swerving, slowing down, speeding up, swerving. Typical uh, what you would see from most drunk drivers on the road, I would say. Yeah? Definitely. All right. Uh, the police officer asked him where he was coming from. He said North Carolina. Uh, Remember, he was in Florida, Volusia County, and the police officer asked him where he was going, and he said, North Carolina. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it is a state. There's 
it's a big state. There's all kinds of different parts of North Carolina. Uh, true, and he is from North Carolina, so it makes sense he came from there and was going back. Um, the officer asked, <laughs> what, what? I said, yep, it all checks out so far. Yep, so far we're checking out. Um, a, a little comical on the answer, but checks out. Uh, officer asked Hardy if he'd been drinking because he could smell alcohol. Hardy said he had one or two drinks. Uh, the cop followed up, which you, you got to realize these cop tricks, guys, what they do, they're, they're more than tricks. They're actually techniques that are trying to trip you up. They'll ask you the same question two or three times to see if you answer it the same all three times. If you do, that's a good sign. If you don't, that's a bad sign. First, he said he had two or three drinks. Then he said he had one or two. Then he said he had only had uh, uh, a couple double shots of fireball. That would be four drinks. So Jeff Hardy not keeping his answers straight. Um, now. See, I'm of the mindset that if it can fit into one cup, it counts as a drink. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm with you, but it's not the way the law works. <laughs> I know. I mean, listen, you can't fill a fucking, you know, gallon jug with a beer and say you only had one. It, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Got an entire fucking big gulp full of fucking fireball. I used to actually have a friend that when we did kegs would literally get a gallon of water, drink the water, and then go fill that bad boy up with beer and drink that boy like two or three of them in a night. Mm-hmm. He was a big boy. He was a big boy. He could uh, he could put away some beers. Um, but yeah, that's what he would do. So that's kind of what, why I said that. It's something I actually used to see a friend do. And you would ask him, and he'd say, well, I had two beers. Well, you've had two gallons of beer, dude. I mean, come on. It's all right. We never let him drive home. He stayed at my house during, during those uh, keg parties. But one of the things that obviously bothered people is the cops did pull guns on Jeff Hardy during this arrest when he was still in his car. Jeff Hardy reached into a backpack without letting officers know that he was reaching into a backpack. That's a no-no. Once you're pulled over and you got a cop on your left and a cop on your right, and especially if they're still to the side, they're looking for you to do something. Don't move. And if you're going to go in a backpack, tell them you're going in the backpack. Just say it. Hey, I'm going to go get my uh, shit out of this backpack here. No shooting was, in, uh, there was no shooting. And once the cop, and even the, the, the cop fist bumped him once he realized who the hell he was. <laughs> <laughs> they put their guns away. They got him out of the car. Everything was copacetic smart. See, and I was seeing people freak out about that. But like you said, I am not one to necessarily defend the actions of law enforcement a little bit more of your speed, but motherfucker was drunk driving. Like, I don't care if they pulled the gun out of him or not. He, he, like you said, he was acting erratic. He was drunk driving. He was putting other people's lives at risk. So the fact that he found himself, you know, potentially in a position where his life was at risk, don't really feel too sorry for him on that one. There was a lot of people freaking out, but I was like, yeah, that's kind of what happened. You act like an asshole. Yeah. And again, you reached for something. They don't know what's in that bag. You could have four guns in there. You, They don't know, especially when you say you're from out of state and you're in a, a car with Florida plates. I'm sorry, but some shit just don't look right here. You look like you could be fucking d d running drugs or something. Sorry. 
I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I mean, some, you know, I mean, has the effort he has. His prior record will not help that. <laughs> it's not really going to be a, a, a big help in that situation. Um, when they did, though, get him out of the car finally, unharmed, no shooting, um, they tried to do a field sobriety test with Hardy, and he was pretty much not able to do much at all. Couldn't follow the officer's pen with his eyeballs without moving his head. Um, couldn't maintain his balance. Just not doing well. Now, I got to tell you, someone who probably is in as much pain as Jeff Hardy, the like walking and the that part, I'll bet would be tough for him sober. Yeah. I really do. Now, the moving your eyeballs without moving your head sober would be a little easier. But some of the other stuff they do, the balance and stuff, I'll bet that would be hard for Jeff to do even even sober. I bet many wrestlers, not just Jeff Hardy, but I'd say many, many guys who have beat their body up probably couldn't do that uh, dead sober. So... Um, now the report said that Jeff Hardy had a blood alcohol content more than three times. It was actually three and a half times the legal limit. Legal limit in Florida is 0.08. Uh, depending on your weight, that's about a drink, a drink and a half, depending on your weight. It's really not a lot. If he had only had a couple shots of fireball or even one or two double shots and waited maybe a couple hours, it wouldn't even be close to that. This sounds like he was drinking all night. Let's not forget, Smarky, this was at 9.30 in the morning. Right. <laughs> when they pulled him over. Um, yeah, I mean, no. No, 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 no. So um, he was definitely pretty goddamn and pretty fucking impaired. Uh, this is his third driving impairment arrest in five years. Um, Tony Khan did put out a statement saying that uh, Hardy has been suspended without pay, cannot return to, to AEW until he has re- um, done alcohol treatment and maintained his sobriety, which has people thinking, Smart, he may never even return to the ring if he doesn't want to. He's pretty fucking beat up, man, and seems like drinking is what takes away his pain more than anything. I mean, you know, this isn't a case where he was, you know, fucked up high. He was this, he was drunk. But it seems like alcohol is his vice and probably seems to be what takes away his pain more than anything, wouldn't you say? I mean, that could be, that's a fair assumption potentially, but that's it's not really so much the drinking that's a big deal it's the fact that he repeatedly has been busted for you know driving while under the influence and public intoxication and just all manners of like illegal you know ways of consuming your alcohol it's like yeah i mean it is a bit of a problem if that's like what you need to do to get through i've unfortunately kind of been there myself where Mm. i've had physical jobs that like i was like getting off work just kind of felt like shit every day and i was and like, yeah, I can tell you that's that's not the best way to go about things. No, it's not. And I mean, I'm you know I'm sitting here drinking right now, but I'm not going to drive. And this, right. 
dude, I mean, I get it. You're Jeff Hardy. I know that would have been an expensive Uber going to North Carolina, but go stay at a hotel, dude. There's There couldn't have been anything waiting for him in North Carolina that was so important he had to drive. Number one, I don't know how the fuck he expect, expected to make it from Florida to North Carolina, driving the way he was. Fucking Uber to a goddamn hotel for a motel for an hour, a two hours. Get some fucking rest, then get up and fucking drive. I just don't get it. Uber, Lyft, call a fucking cab. I know you're Jeff Hardy. Oh, I don't want to deal with being recognized and oh, they, they take a picture of me, all that shit. I get it. But you know what? I'd rather a picture of me passed out in a fucking car than on a hospital uh, gurney, on a fucking, you know, dead in a morgue, or God forbid, waking up and someone telling me I just took out a fucking family, a child, a fucking anyone. Can, can we please try to stop this catastrophe before he takes someone else's life? Please? Can we try one? Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the thing is like, And I can understand why for any number of reasons, but like kind of have like people aren't treating this the same way they're treating the Sunny situation, which I mean, to some extent, you know, nobody died. So it's not as bad, but like you can't condone, you know, you can't if drunk driving is bad, you're universal. You know, you can't make exceptions based on how good somebody is in the ring or how, you know, if you watch them growing up or not or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like. You can't condone this kind of behavior, and at some point he has to actually be punished to a larger degree than he has been in the past because so far it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. So you got to do something. Absolutely. I feel like he's been punished very, very little, uh, if at all. And, I mean, you know, you say, oh, well, no one died. Yeah, I got two words for that, and it's not suck it. This time. No one yeah. died this time. How many times has he fucking gotten in the car? How many times does he think he can still go through rehab, maybe get all better again, relapse again, get into a fucking car, and maybe that time he's not so lucky. I I, I don't know, man. I I just, you know what? You want to go out, you want to have a fucking good time. I get it. I get it. Go out, go drink. There are so many ways now for you not to drive drunk. I mean, so many ways. I mean, look, it used to be you had a drink, uh, people drove home drunk all the fucking time. It wasn't the biggest deal. There are accidents all over the place. No one fucking gave a shit. Now people give a shit and they should. They should. Uh, I, but there's so many fucking ways now to get home without driving. Dude, you can go on the uh, GPS ways and find a carpool to take you home. If someone's in your area, they will come pick you up. You, by the way, do you know in Florida, you can call the police if you're drunk and they will take you home free of charge, no questions asked? Do you know that in Florida? I've heard about I've heard about that for a couple of states, I think, do that. But yeah, I've heard some places do that. Yeah, yep. In Florida, that's, that's all he had to do. I know, I, mean, I, want, I know you're not thinking like that when you're drunk. I get it. I know. And you also, oh, fuck it, I can make it. I know. I get it. It's just so goddamn dangerous. And especially after what just happened with Sonny, you would think you, some people would have fucking been like, wow, man, I don't want that to be me. You know, I, wow, I hope I'm never in that situation. And then literally three weeks later, Jeff Hardy's 
like I said, basically in the same situation. We're lucky no one fucking died. Seriously, the way he was driving, if several callers had to make that call, mm-hmm. yeah, we're lucky. Very lucky. Luckily, he was going slow. He wasn't doing, you know, 80 miles an hour all over the road. He was doing like half the speed limit. <laughs> another, another telltale drunk sign, folks. I'm doing 90. Dude, you're doing 20. Uh, okay. Tommy boy special. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, uh, Mark uh, Ramondi. Is that his name, Spark, from ESPN? Oh, Rinaldi. No, it says Raymondi. I, I, I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. But I've, that's how I've heard it pronounced. R-A-I-M-O-N-D-I. Rinaldi. All right, Mark here. Yes. Says, uh, <laughs> was quoting. <laughs> old Mark was uh, Mark R., was quoting the um, Florida Highway Patrol arrest report. He said that uh, the police described Hardy as in a stupor and confused. Uh, he was swerving, running off the roadway, um, blew a point. Uh, no, didn't blow, I'm sorry. They blood alcohol content, not the breath, the blood alcohol content was 0.294. Um, the second sample was 0.291. And again, legal Florida limit is 0.08. God, he was hammered. Um, Post-wrestling, which is uh, John Pollock and Wei Ting over there and a few other guys, uh, also was quoting the report from, uh, I love the cop's name, Zach Steiner. (laughs) Is is that not fitting? (laughs) He was arrested by a Steiner. Um, Yeah, I mean, he was arrested. What? Said bringing them in for public obesity. Just, so you know how fat you are. I just had to had to mention that. <laughs> Do you know if you had called an Uber, you had a twenty nine percent chance of making it home. If you <laughs> if you had called a Lyft and an Uber. All right. Anyway, that that could have been fun. Um, <laughs> you put all content multiplied by it's called disaster for you. <laughs> You blow a point oh two four. Okay. Uh, also quoting the uh, police report, uh, he had trouble putting the car in park. He actually started rolling away. He had trouble unlocking the doors. Uh, the police officer also stated, uh, again, Mr. Uh, officer Steiner, stated that uh, he had been drinking and agreed to take a sobriety test. Folks, I'm going to give you a hint. If you get pulled over and you have been drinking, refuse the fucking test. Refuse the test. It's the smartest thing you can do. Refuse the test and call a fucking lawyer. I'm telling you now. If you've been drinking, shut the fuck up. Refuse the test, go to jail and call a lawyer. I promise you. you will. You, you, that, that's your best bet. Because that test is... You know, they'll use it in court. He couldn't even balance. He couldn't do this. It's recorded in the front of their car. They know what they're doing. Don't take that test. I wouldn't fucking take it sober. I don't think I could do it sober. (laughs) So anyway, um, like I said, he was um, just just 
it's just awful, man. I, I just don't understand. Like I said, after this whole Sunny thing, you'd figure a few people would have just woken the fuck up, you know, and just kind of been like, I never want to be in that position, but here we are. It just people never learn. But uh, I mean, obviously, Hardy was let out. Uh, Jeff Hardy was let out already. Uh, pretty pretty low low bond uh, because it was just a DUI, which. Luckily, it was just a DUI. But um, I don't know how long he's going to be gone for, but that sounds like a while. I mean, he'll have to do a minimum of 30 days in an alcohol treatment. And then what timeline was Tony Khan thinking for staying sober? We don't know. Tony Khan didn't give a timeline. He just said, you know, so basically hinted that he had to be sober for a while, continued sober. Didn't give a timeline. That could be a year. That could be two years. And then who's to say Jeff even wants to come back after that? You know? I I mean, hell, it could be six months. I don't know. It could be three months. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's only under contract for so long. So, I mean, there's obviously a limit to it at some point. You're right. There is. Um, And, I mean, maybe they could slowly bring him back, bring him back to do a few things, you know, a few little signings and things like that. But I don't know, man. It, 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 to me, it seems like the guy enjoys drinking and doesn't know boundaries very, very well. I believe there's a video of him, like, screaming and taking shots of, of whiskey, fireball. I, I don't know, man. Look, I, like I said, man, I, I get it. You should be able to go out and drink and have a fucking great time. But it, he it, get home safe, man. Don't put people's lives in fucking danger. It's not right. worth it. It's not fucking worth it. Especially knowing that you've already got had this done to you a couple of times. You know this. And, you know, he's lucky it wasn't all three in Florida. For a while there, Florida had that three-strike rule mm-hmm. about DUIs. They would take your license and put you in jail on the third one. That's it. You're done. And you don't get your license back anymore. You have to fight. You have to spend thousands to fight for your license back. So kind of it's universal, honestly, but that's a whole other story for another time. Yeah, what'd you say? You think it what? I said I kind of wish that was universal, but mm-hmm. you know, it's right for another time. But if you've done, if you've gotten a, like, not only have you, if you've gotten three DUIs, you've drank and drove more than three times. Like, let's just be honest about the situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could have done it a hundred fucking times. And it's just, I don't know, man. And I mean, I just find it amazing that still in 2022 and we have all these fucking car services and all these ways to drink. And, you know, he was at a place with people that someone had to be sober enough to drive home. If someone wasn't, fucking pass out on the goddamn floor, man. What the fuck? I just... It's just shocking, dude. It's just shocking that people just can't fucking stay away from a car when they've been drinking. Sober enough to drive home, or at the very least, sober enough to uh, realize that he is in the state that he is in, hmm. and just be like, "We can't let you <laughs> take another hit like this. This is not a good move." Because I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've been nicely shit faced, but I've been able to recognize. When other people are shit-faced and to, you know, try to look out for them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's a that's a good thing, Smart. That's not a bad thing. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I, 
I mean, we can sit here and pick it apart. We weren't, I mean, obviously, you know, we weren't there. We didn't see what was going on. But I just really, I, I mean, I hope Jeff gets his shit straightened out, man. I really does. I, I, I mean, I really do. I just really fucking want him to get his shit together. And, dude, they were just about to have a huge push in AEW. Not a, He didn't just fuck it up for himself. He fucked it up for his brother. Although I do think we might get broken Matt Hardy quicker than quicker than we were expected now because of this. Yes. Because he's been hinting to it for a while, and I kind of think after the whole Jeff Hardy run, you know, the Hardy boys back together, I think he might have been planning on doing the, the broken gimmick again. So we may get the broken gimmick back quicker than expected. That's my guess. And- I will say vaguely in relation to that, uh, Ruby put out a video addressing people that were calling her and Matt enablers, and I have not seen that much neck moving the entire duration of D'Lo Brown's career. I wouldn't. She, I wouldn't. Fuck she, I, I love her. She is fucking fierce. She goes after motherfuckers, man. Well, and let me just put it to you this way: I, I don't know if anyone knows this. Um, Jeff Hardy is a grown fucking adult. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, whether someone's enabling him or not. He's not broke. He can get where he needs to go. He's not fucking disabled. He's got money. He can do what he wants, when he wants. I don't give a fuck if they're... If they say no, you don't think he's got 20 other fucking people that could help him? Yeah, okay, please. Let's stop blaming everyone else and let's just put the blame... Where it is. Jeff Hardy got in the vehicle. Jeff Hardy drank. Jeff Hardy drank and decided to try to drive the vehicle. Matt Hardy wasn't there. Matt Hardy had nothing to do with it. Rebe has nothing to do with it. She's home watching children like she should be being a mother. <sighs> okay. Sorry. That's right. I agree, Box. They should be barefoot in the kitchen. <laughs> no, <'Cause> that's... <laughs> She's lucky. She's lucky enough not to have to work, have Matt have enough money to on and a gorgeous property, and be able to do what she does: stay home and take care of those kids. Is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Don't put words in my mouth, you motherfucker. Subtext to everything, but anyways, let's move on. Uh. Boy, that bus is coming again this week, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Indeed. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Fu- I, I, I wouldn't fuck with Reby, man. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I wouldn't either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh man. Anyway, I think we pretty much beat that to death. Um. Again, I, I just hope Jeff really wakes the fuck up and realize what could have happened, what could have been, and uh, hopefully he'll fucking smarten up, man. And uh, hopefully this is the last time we we have to talk about this and hear this story and even address these problems with Jeff Hardy, unless it's a good note and good news. That's the last time and the only time I ever want to address it again, hopefully. And on that note, I guess we move on to, oh boy, is there a lot to unpack in this Vince McMahon story, everybody. Oh boy. Not only is there a lot to talk about, but there's one thing that I'm not sure people caught um, that also implicates someone else. And no one's even, 
I haven't heard anyone bring this up, and I caught this in a uh, in the Wall Street Journal report when I read the report, um, and we'll get to it in a minute. But uh, Vince McMahon, obviously, this whole story came out with Vince about the a, uh, and I'm going to use the old air quotes affair because uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that him and Linda haven't been together in a couple of years anyway. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. And according to both, according to the girl, this was all consensual. You okay? Yes. Are you gagging? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I was adding some foliage to what may or may not have happened during this incident. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Vince was accused of an affair and with a girl who worked for the company and which really in itself isn't the biggest deal. But there's a few problems with that when you are a CEO of a billion-dollar publicly traded company. That's a no-no if it's not disclosed. Um, And if you get caught and that's part of your deal, then there could be a lot of problems. Um, Vince, in what I believe is a completely on-paper PR move, Mark, let me know if you agree, uh, Vince stepped down as CEO the other uh, last week and right away Stephanie who they just trashed on her way out the door as being basically I'm just going to paraphrase incapable of doing her job in marketing but they moved her right into that CEO position pretty quick uh, this uh, oh my god disingenuous motherfuckers in the world like history of the universe because what happens is like this all comes out with vincent's like all right we need to do some pr shuffling Uh um let's see let's never mind the fact that we just like dedicated an entire article to talking about how incompetent she is (laughs) we'll put stephanie on we'll say we believe in female empowerment and uh everyone will love us again yeah there you go Absolutely. I mean, Stephanie even said, I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation. I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are. Um, But of course, the... Which, by the way, doing internally. So it's people that are within their company that are doing this investigation. So I feel like everything should be above board and it all should go well. Justice should be served. Well, it's the board, which would probably hire a private a private investigation company to start with, and then they would go from there. Now, don't fret, folks. He's still in charge of creative, which I kind of wish he would stayed on as CEO and gotten out of creative. I think a lot of people do. You might get some people back watching the show. And um, now... Again, the the affair isn't the the main problem. Um, one of the main problems is number one, she was hired at a one hundred thousand dollars salary, and after the um, alleged relationship started, she was immediately bumped up to two hundred thousand. Now. The Wall Street Journal report also says that Vince allegedly gave her 
to John Laurinaitis. And now this is the part that I'm not sure anybody caught. She also claims Vince didn't give her money. John Laurinaitis didn't give her money. McDevitt, the fucking lawyer, is the one that actually did this deal and paid her the three million to keep quiet. So the three million is actually the hush money is my whole problem with this. I don't give a shit about the fucking raise. He banged the chick. He gave her a raise. Whatever, whatever. You can justify that on paper. The fact that this scumbag lawyer is brokering million-dollar deals to keep this chick quiet is what bothers me. What about you? It's... uh, I mean, it's a lot, like... The company is kind of has a lot of people who are accused of kind of gotten getting to the places where they have gotten to current employees, former employees because of things like this. And now here we are that perhaps there's some validity to some of those accusations. It, it, it's just like, I don't know, the whole situation is a lot to take in. I will say I'm glad that we did not do a show Wednesday, mm. because I would have been wrong on a lot of things, because I was actually very optimistic Thursday and Friday, <laughs> especially when I heard that Vincent stepped down. I was like, oh, man, like this company might actually become better, might become <laughs> watchable, they might split to somebody who knows what they're doing. And then next thing I know, it's like, oh, OK, well, uh, Vince stepped down, but uh, Mr. Smithers is in charge. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah, like not shit has changed at all. Nope. Um, in terms of like the what about being a bigger deal, the hush money or like the affair, like they're they're both pretty fucking terrible. Well, the affair is a big deal because of WWE's uh, code of business conduct. Um, this was also this was actually part of a Sports Illustrated article. Um, this part right here, the example. Uh, I'm sorry, a Forbes article. Excuse me. Uh. This is what the uh, WWE's business code of conduct says. An example of a prohibited activity is the grant or offer of employment quid pro quo for personal intimacy. Obviously, I believe after the whole Trump thing, we all know what quid pro quo means, right? Something for something. Right. Pay to play. Something for something. Um, The company guidelines also state that any waiver for the code for an executive may be only the audit committee and must be properly disclosed to stockholders. Okay. So that's part of it. Now there's another part of this though, that even stacks on top of all this. That's not just the affair, not just the hush money, not just this fucking scumbag lawyer brokering fucking hush deals. The fact that, Hours before this story broke last Wednesday. Tons of stock suddenly started trading. I mean, billions of dollars, 2.1 million shares suddenly changed hands on the stock exchange Wednesday, uh, exchange Wednesday, right before this story came out. Um, An analyst at Morgan Stanley actually is the one that kind of uh, said that uh, a few things could be affecting the jump, but the coincidence of jumping 
you know, that many um, trades is staggering and could indicate something called insider trading. Martha Stewart's waving at you right now, Vince. That's a federal crime. Um, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to think that someone tipped off the stockholders that a pretty shitty story was coming out and they might want to dump a little bit of their stock, but not all of it. Again, I know nothing about the stock market, but I know when something smells fishy. <laughs> I think you do too, Spark. Indeed, indeed, yes. I think this smells pretty fishy. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, any of these. And again, these are all just investigations right now. Um, you know, I mean, the affair wasn't illegal. There's nothing illegal about an affair, uh, especially if he's separated from his wife. Nothing he's done is illegal unless the insider trading is true everything else is just kind of scummy which whoa vince mcmahon's a scumbag <laughs> Jeez, fucking hey look water's wet sky is blue we knew this um but the guy is not only not laying low he was on smackdown he was on raw they're saying he's awfully jovial backstage, like none of this is even happening. Basically, he's telling everyone, fuck you, I'm Teflon. He's the Teflon Don, he's Teflon Vince. I, I kind of lo love the guy for it, and I kind of hate the guy for it. I don't know which to do. I'm very on the fence, Mark, help me. Help me. I hate, well, I mean, I can't because I'm the same boat. <laughs> I hate the guy in the sense that he's for everything things that he does, uh -huh, uh -huh. of which he's done many, and he pretty much lands on his feet no matter what. Like, very little of consequence has ever actually happened to him. Uh -huh. And nobody, like, like, very often, like, a lot of these stories and shit, like, just end up kind of getting buried. Mm hmm. Like, companies, like, you know, like actual media outlets don't often talk about these things. So I'm a little bit, I like, to put you into where I was when I first saw this come out, when I saw that the bottom of the article I was reading was signed WSJ, I was like, what fucking dirt sheet is that? And it's like, no, 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 it's the Wall Street. And I was like, oh, shit's about to get real. Oh, yeah. Um, I was surprised. At but um, anyway, to get back to the point. I, I like. I, I'm sad that nothing ever actually happens to him, and he never gets held accountable for any of like numerous shitty things he's done. Like, depending on what you believe, also includes like covering up a murder by telling somebody that they the cops <laughs> this guy doesn't speak English. Evan, um, <sighs> like that. Um, but <sighs> yes. Then on the on the other hand, like as somebody who enjoys fucking with people from time to time, I do kind of appreciate. Vince just basically saying, look, you're not going to do shit to me. Nobody's going to do shit to me. You can't touch me. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I kind of like the fuck you attitude. But I mean, I, if you if anyone expected him to go out on either show and be like, well, I'm going to address these circumstances. The fuck you are. Old fucking scummy McDevitt here would have to fucking do some more deals with the fucking TV stations to get that scrubbed. Put a few more millions. Yeah, but 
maybe what people expected was that he was just going to announce that he was like leaving for a little while. Maybe you know be very vague. I didn't fucking. But like think it that. is so it's like vaguely funny and like the I can't believe how ballsy you are that they're using this as a ratings ploy. Oh, of course. People are like, you know, like tune into SmackDown to see what Vince has to say, and it's like, oh my god, you guys are fucking terrible! Like you are awful company. You are objectively villains. Like you guys are fucking awful people. And it's funny, but it's funny because it's just like hilariously wrong. Everything that they do, it is. Of course, it is. And that's not even the. I still haven't gotten to the worst part yet. The when they started doing this little investigation, they found more of these non-disclosure agreements. How much money is attached to those? How many times has this fucking lawyer brokered these goddamn hush money deals that we know of? How many? We don't know. Right. Yeah. How often has this happened that's gone undocumented? Yeah. And now, John, I think people thought maybe Laurinaitis might actually skate through this, but he, he did not. He has been not released. He's been placed on administrative leave. That means paid. Um, and uh, Bruce. Purpose or not. What was that? John Laurinaitis skate through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was tricky, wasn't I, it? Taking out the skateboard and just that rolling was, on through. That was unintentionally tricky of me. <laughs> I didn't even, didn't even catch that. Thank you, Smart. That was complete. That was accidental, completely. Um, and guess who's filling in as now as head of talent relations since uh, John Laurinaitis was brought back after Mark Carano was fired after uh, the whole trash bag Mickey James thing. And um, after he fell on his sword for that, Bruce Pritchard has taken over um, at that part. Uh, this guy... You want to talk about a fucking... I'm sorry. This guy's a leech. Mm-hmm. I like him, but by all accounts that I've heard, and again, I don't know him, but from all accounts that I've ever heard of this guy, he's one of Vince's loyal yes-men. So I, I just kind of feel the guy's sort of a leech. but um, I And also... I read today that Triple H held a meeting at uh, NXT and basically told them, I'm back. And that was pretty much all he had said. So I don't know what's going on with that. They're going to have more on that. We'll keep uh, keep our eyes open for more on that. But, I, I mean, th- th- this story just goes from bad to worse. And if you sit there and look at Vince... Holy shit, you you don't even know what's going on. It's like he's happy. I'll tell you what. Vince has said before, I believe it was on Bob Costas, that one interview, when he said he loves a good fight. I got a feeling this is reinvigorating him, this little fight he has going, which some some of these accusations, especially the insider trading, could put him in fucking jail. 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 Make a die in yeah. jail. I mean, it sort of goes back to the Jeff Hardy thing, though. Is like if he doesn't think he has a problem, then he's not going to get help. If Vince has never gotten in trouble, he doesn't think he's going to get in trouble. Like he's dodged uh-huh. these bullets, maybe not this exact bullet, but bullets like these before, and he probably doesn't think that he's in any real danger of uh, it happening again of him getting in trouble because he hasn't gotten in trouble before. So I mean, it just it is what it is. 
Well, I'm not even done. Yeah, it keeps going. I am not even done. After all that news broke, after all that shit went down, um, another law firm announced that it is investigating WWE on behalf of investors looking into whether or not WWE violated securities laws. As of today, there's four other law firms that have begun. This makes five that have begun similar investigations. None of them have gone far enough to be uh, classified as class action, which means they've just, they're in the preliminary stages. Um, but some of the investigations are going and asking investors, you know, kind of what has influenced the stock for them. And they're saying that some of the things that, that WWE has basically mismanaged the company or neglected some of their financial duties, and that could be considered harmful to the shareholders. So I think, did I just lose Mark? So basically, some of these people may have heard of, of, of a few of these things already. And what they're saying is, after all these hush money payments, maybe my money isn't being spent very well. Now, supposedly these hush money payments were all straight out of Vince's money. But were they all? We don't know. We have no clue. There's a lot of investigations right now into Vince. I got to be honest with you guys. I, I really feel, well, uh, let me just get, now according to Business Wire, uh, a law firm in California is asking investors that have accrued losses of $100,000 or more to contact them. They are going to investigate these claims on behalf of the investors for violations of, once again, security laws, as I had said. Now, the investigation is by a company called the Shaw Law Firm. And it's basically um, looking into whether WWE issued, issued false or misleading statements or fails, uh, failed to disclose important information to investors. I, I don't see him skating on everything. They've got to at least slap him on the fucking wrist for something. Maybe not the securities things. Maybe not this. Maybe not. Something has to stick. I don't know, man. I mean, as far as I'm if none of these stick, this guy is more Teflon than fucking John Gotti, which I wouldn't fucking surprise me if this guy was. He's got more money than Gotti. But I, I mean, you know, I mean, the, that's why I said Teflon Don. The, the, that, that's what they called John Gotti was the Teflon Don at the time. They, they, they did all these things. The guy beat him for a fucking Rico case, which is damn near unheard of. And, you know, he was still, you know, they they never could touch him. But uh, I always found, you know, everyone was finding that weird now. Looks like I actually lost internet connection. So I don't even know if you guys are hearing me right now. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll see how long my internet takes to come back. Um, so give me a minute and uh, I'll be back as soon as possible. Thanks, guys. Hold on. Six comes out. All right, folks. Sorry about that. Um, 
my internet went out. But I got Smart back. We're all set to go. Now, Smart, I don't know the last thing you heard that I had said. Um, but um, you, you said things. You were talking about the uh, stockholders were looking to sort of investigate to see if there's any wrongdoings. There was another investigation on top of a couple mm-hmm. of other investigations. On top of a couple, and I don't, I don't think you heard this part. Um, basically, what they're doing is they're looking to see whether WWE has issued false or misleading statements. Um, or fail to disclose information pertinent to investors. Now, I don't know if they're talking about stuff they do in, air quotes once again, kayfabe terms, or if they're literally about talking, or if they're talking about maybe things like this, that I'm thinking this was something that's been known back in the in, for the investors for a while, maybe the board knew about this. But I mean, with all these investigations, Mark, and this is what I was saying right before I realized I was not online, and I, I don't know how much in chat room I completely apologize if I'm repeating myself, and downloaders if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But with all these investigations, I really don't feel that one of them isn't going to stick, even a little. They've got to slap him on the wrist with something on one of these investigations. He can't come out clean. I was actually comparing him to John Gotti, who they call the Teflon Don, which is why I said that earlier. Um, you know, I mean, they couldn't do shit to, to get Gotti. They even tried a Rico case and he beat it, which, yeah, unheard of to beat a Rico case. But I, I just don't see with all these investigations, nothing turning up if... If this man comes out completely unscathed from all these investigations, I will be fucking shocked. I'm not going to put anything on it. I'm not going to bet anything because it's Vince McMahon and he's got billions of dollars. I'll be shocked, though. That I will be. Go ahead. I mean, I would. I don't know. Shocked. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. You don't think that he's going to be able to get away with all of this? But again, we've been in situations before where it's like, oh, this is going to. He's going to pay for this one. He's kind of, they got him dead to rights. And then he just sort of slides on out of there. I mean, Devitt makes his money for a reason. Well, yeah. I mean, well, he's got to keep Devitt on. He's got fucking, you know, backdoor fucking hush money deals to fucking, you know, put out there. I mean, look, I get the lawyer should be there when they're doing something like that. So it's all, you know, so you know, all the NDAs are signed and all that stuff. But. Boy, how many of these has this fucking slime ball? And again, uh, by the way, a lawyer being a slime ball is no fucking surprise to me. Um, but how many of these has he fucking sat through? 10, 20, 30? How many employees have gone through this? Listen, I mean, this company has been accused of a lot more than just little, you know, uh, affairs going on. People have said they've been sexually assaulted by people in the company, out of the company, during. I mean, go back to Ashley Massaro. I think she said she was on one of the overseas ones and she was raped by some a guard or a soldier or something. I, I can't remember, but, you know, this company's been accused of some shitty things. Somehow they skate through. Some people remember, and you see those people on the internet, oh, well, I'll never deal with them because of this, this, that. I mean, how many ring boys said that 
Pat Patterson was grabbing him and touching him and doing shit. Right. That was the one that kind of came to my mind first. It was like, there's been a long history of this in various different ways. Like you said, the Ashley Massaro thing, the Pat Patterson thing. There's, you know, there's been all kinds of allegations of inappropriate behavior lobbied against them. And mm-hmm. like, you, you know, so far managed to get away with these kind of things, but who knows, you know, how long that can keep going for. Well, out of all that shit going on, at least one thing, Smart, that Vince doesn't have to worry about. It's that old Oliver Luck XFL lawsuit he had to go through. Do you, do you, do you remember this? Vaguely, yeah. We talked briefly about it. It was something we kind of glanced over because it was right around the time The Rock was picking it up. So we were talking about it anyway, and I think we just added it to a story. Um so basically, with all this going on, one less thing Vince has to worry about is uh, there was a um, a lawsuit that Oliver Luck, who was one of the coaches, had filed against XFL. And uh, I'm sorry, actually, he was the XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck, excuse me. Um, and he basically said that compensation wasn't paid to him and it wasn't his fault that a pandemic hit and the company shut down. Well... We don't know if the judge agreed or not because both parties did agree for the uh, outcome and everything else to be sealed on this. So, but uh, PW Insider and WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston has confirmed that the lawsuit between the two has been settled. The parties amicably, amicably, excuse me, resolved the matter. That's what Thurston wrote and wished each other well in the future in future endeavors. Oh, you motherfuckers. I could literally see McDevitt say, oh, we wish you well in your future endeavors. You fucking prick. Um, Of course, Vince countered the lawsuit. Um, He said he fired the guy for cause. Yeah, the cause was a fucking pandemic. Um, So, I, I don't know. I'm I'm glad at least one thing is off Vince's plate, I guessed. Uh but I guessed, I guess. But um the motion to seal it all was done, so we don't know what the deal was. We don't know who won, who lost. It could have been who knows. Meanwhile, it's over, and that's one less thing at least Vince can worry about smart. Well, there you go. All right, now real quick. Since we're kind of mentioned her and been talking about it, and uh, we've talked much about you know drunk driving and all this shit tonight, Tammy Sitch, uh, the little case she has going on. Uh, well, uh, not little case. Excuse me for that. I'm sorry. A life was taken. I did not mean to put it that way. I'm sorry. Um, the lawyer, her lawyer, Stephen De La Roche. Uh, filed a motion to be withdrawn from representing Sonny in her case. Um, so far, there's been no resolution. There is supposed to be something coming up June 30th at 9 a.m. to see if he can. Basically, there's uh, he's saying that they are at an impasse on what they want to do as her representation on how to handle her case. I... 
I don't know how you take that, Smark. I'm, I, let me say what I think, and obviously I'd like your opinion. To me, this sounds like he wants her to make a deal, and she is completely against making any sort of deal. That's my feeling on this. I think he wants her to take a deal, go to jail for maybe five, six years, which is probably what she would end up doing if she got a 10-year stint. I think he wants her to take a fucking deal and be done with it. And I think she is saying no. That's my opinion. I could be completely fucking wrong. But when you say uh, legal uh, legal representation... Uh, wants to quit due to an impasse between him and Sitch regarding how to handle her case. Uh, at, well, there's another reason, as well as Sitch not complying with the terms of an employment agreement between her and De La Rose, which I didn't, I don't know what that is. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But this, to me, seems like like, like he wants to make a dealy deal a little plea bargain, and she is saying, no deal, I think I can get away with this. And there's obviously something else. But uh, I don't know, Smart, what, uh, by that sentence, what would you think of that as? What's the first thing that hits your mind? I mean, I would tend to agree with you. Like, I guess he's, like, trying to, like, look, we got to come up with the best-case scenario here. Like, mm. you got to be in trouble. You killed the guy. Yeah. And she's kind of like, no, I didn't. He had a fucking stroke. And it's like, sure, whatever. whatever. You're like, what you choose to believe in what's actually going to happen are two entirely different things. Right. I'm trying to tell you right now the ship is sinking. It's best you just try to start to find a life preserver. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to go down with. I mean, it's, it's, it's never a good sign if your lawyer is like on the verge of quitting. <laughs> like, that speaks a lot to your potential innocence or lack thereof. I will say that much. Dude, you've got to be fucking up pretty bad if your lawyer wants to quit. Do you see what a process it is to go through quitting a case once you're in the middle of it without being disbarred? It kind of reminds me of like that scene in the uh, Devil's Advocate where he's like in the bathroom and he's like starting to work on his defense, like what he's going to say out there. Mm. Like I could just imagine a lawyer just like going in the bathroom, looking in the mirror and just like giving out a long, exhausted sigh, just throwing his hands in the air. At this point now, I just want his lawyer to go out there and go, look, but don't touch. Mm-hmm. Touch, but don't feel. God, it's a good fucking scene. We've played it before, obviously, as one of the greatest scenes. Anyway, um, this sunny thing is becoming a, a, a more of a debacle. And um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> When your lawyer that has defended you on some pretty bad shit wants off this case, I um and 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 let's be honest here. I have a feeling, you know, money is probably not the biggest deal with Sonny. I'm sure she has more than she says, and I'm I don't know, but I don't think money's a problem. I really feel that it's pretty much she doesn't want to take a deal but um i guess we'll just have to keep keep an eye on that case and update you as we get it so all right smart let's kind of liven this show up a little bit with something a little more lighthearted. <laughs> you'll see why i said that so there's been a little controversy smart with um 
the old IWC. Oh. Oh, that's right. The old internet wrestling community. I people have been body shaming Adam Cole, pr- pretty much mainly Adam Cole and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I haven't seen too much of the Eddie Kingston thing, but it seems like people are just relentlessly making fun of Adam Cole for being short, which is like really sort of ironic because a lot of the people that are making fun of Adam Cole for being short uh, have their own shortcomings, shall we say. Mm. Well, and I also see the people that are making fun of fucking Eddie Kingston look like Jabba the fucking Hut. That is one of the more ironic things is not at the time, but like, he, when they were on the independent scene together, like Chris Hero, Chris, I don't know why I made him Spanish, Chris Hero, uh, Chris Hero and Eddie Kingston, like they were at each other's throats all the time. And, and like, I think that was part of what Hero was taking umbrage with was that Kingston was kind of not in the best shape and like kind of unprofessional. And now like they've sort of done a switch where like <laughs> Kingston's not necessarily skinny, but compared to Chris Hero, uh, he's kind of a bodybuilder. Um yes. So, okay, I, I, here's my thing. Cole, not everyone can get the jacked, ripped body. You can work out all you want, and some people are just not going to get it. it it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Dude. I'm telling you right now, CM Punk could work out until the fucking day he dies. He's never going to be a jacked dude. He's never going to fucking be it. He'll either be ripped. He might be ripped, but he'll never be the jacked guy. He's always going to be, as Triple H called him, kind of that skinny fat guy. It's the way his body is built. Not everyone has the genetics to be a fucking bodybuilder. A fucking, you know, it's... It's not the way it works. Unless he starts doing, I mean, fucking Booker T was that man. You need to put some weight on that man. What do you want him to do? Go out there and fucking do steroids? Is that what you want? Is that what he should do? No. No. I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, he's short. I don't give a fuck if he's short. The guy goes out there and has good matches. I don't care what he looks like. And as far as Eddie Kingston... Eddie Kingston looks like a true fucking New Yorker, which guess what? That's his character. I'm sorry, but when people make fun of fucking New Yorkers on a on a television show or something, are they not usually just a fucking heavy guy that looks just like Eddie Kingston in a tracksuit? Pretty much. Thank you. Eddie Kingston is his character. I don't ever. I don't need to see Eddie Kingston as fucking as some Triple H wannabe Jack dude. Fuck that. See, even Dirk says Eddie Kingston is fine. Eddie Kingston is New York. That is what I'm trying to fucking say. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Smart. Well, I will say first off to your point. Yes, Eddie Kingston looks like a composite sketch of just like any New Yorker that you might get. <laughs> like construction worker yes he for sure and he's even said in his interviews before that like that's what he was going to do if he were to quit wrestling so it's like yeah of course you would you'd be a construction worker um anyways to that point like 
there is always people like that in wrestling. It, it's a good thing by and large, because like you need people. Sure, it, you know it doesn't hurt to have people that are fucking ripped and tall and jacked, and you know you've got you're looking like the fucking Ultimate Warrior or whatever. But you also need your everyman, right? Like you need people who the audience can look at and say that they identify with or that they could, you know, it could be them. And that's kind of people that often, you know, get people to rally behind them. You know, Dusty Rhodes was one of those people. Mick Foley was one of those people. There's people like this, and there's always been people like this in wrestling, and that's just what happens. It, You know, diversity is important in that regard. It's like you need people of all kind of looks and builds and walks and, you know, that kind of, you know, different cultures and all kinds of things like that because mm -hmm. you're trying to attract a wide audience. You're not trying to attract a specific demographic. Of people you want as many people as possible yeah and you know i think dusty Rhodes might actually be one of the best you know comparisons that you just said dusty Rhodes wasn't a fucking bodybuilder dusty Rhodes was a big fat dude but was more entertaining than anyone could fucking even fucking you know put out there and you know <laughs> any like Dirk says, Eddie Kingston is scarier without being ripped. I agree. Listen, why why isn't anyone going out going out there making fun of Otis? Right. Uh, 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 Dawkins. Dawkins isn't a, a fucking bodybuilder. He looks like fucking uh, what's his name, Anthony Anderson. Like I've said One before, the best heavyweight fighters of all time in terms of mixed martial arts is Fedor Emelianenko. Look. I, I challenge anyone who doesn't know what he looks like to Google Fedor Emelianenko. He looks like any sort of Russian tourist that you would meet at any sort of vacation destination. He has very, like, he's like kind of short, kind of chubby. He's got a bit of a dad bod situation going on. And he could fucking put a bear in an arm bar if he wanted to. Like, he's a bad motherfucker. Just because you're tall or jacked or whatever doesn't mean you can fight. Like, there's people who look the part and can play the part. And there's people who are short and kind of skinny that would absolutely murder you. Yeah, you're right. And um, Dirk says he see, you remember people making fun of Otis. They made fun of Otis when he shaved his beard. <laughs> That's what they made fun of Otis for. The, yeah, he shaved his beard. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I've got uh, no problem with either one of them. Yeah, I, I just feel like not everyone is going to be fucking, you know, Chad Gable and Triple H and all those guys, and not everyone wants to put fucking HGH testosterone and chemicals in their body to be ripped and jacked, and I'm sorry, I think Adam Cole's in better shape than a lot of people out there commenting on Adam Cole, and I think Eddie Kingston's in better shape than a lot of people that are commenting on Eddie Kingston, too. So I don't know, man, and, uh, but, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's just funny what people start focusing on you know i mean really it's a lot of adam cole stuff mainly um and like dirk says to be fair folks uh, the people respond to adam cole they of course they're not wrestlers because uh, well besides booker t gotta put some weight on that guy he used to look like randy Orton. that's what he used to look like randy Orton. <laughs> he's doing well by the way no he's not Booker T or Randy Orton? Wait a minute. What are we talking about here? Um, <laughs> Cole is short. I don't care if Cole is short. Guess who else is short? 
Daniel Bryan. I'm talking to Dark. I'm sorry. Daniel Bryan's short. Anyone got a problem with that? Chad Gable is short. I don't see anyone bitching about that. Shorty G. Remember Shorty G? Huh? There's a lot of... Sh- AJ Styles is short. And awesome. I don't care any... I'm sorry, man. Uh, it's not the biggest deal anymore. I don't need a six foot four jack dude anymore. I, I it, It's... It's not the same anymore. I'm sorry. Everything's changed. No one gives a shit anymore if you're fucking short, if you're fucking fat. Entertain me. Plain and simple. Just entertain me. Dusty entertained us. He was a, a, a fat dude. Fucking Hornswoggle used to entertain me. I like Hornswoggle. He's short. Very. <laughs> yes, a bit. All right, that might have been a bad one. All right. <laughs> Aren't I allowed one bad one a night? Yeah, well, you know, I think we all should be. All right. Anyway, I think a lot of these people that are commenting on these uh, these wrestlers' body probably should pick up a fucking mirror without it breaking and uh, take a look in it. Fucking job of the hut out there. Uh, all right, at least Dark liked my Hornswoggle comment. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is short. Yeah, he is too. Ray Mysterio, we know that. So, all right. <laughs> I think we can move on. All right, Smart. I got a couple quick little uh, trademark things, and then we can get into uh, AEW. Um I mean, honestly, as we said before the show, most of the news was just left over from last week. It really was. It was just news left over from last week that people are still talking about. And as far as the Vince thing, things are just still coming out about it. So as I'm a curious type of guy, I decided to jump on the old uh, trademark websites today. Got a couple for WWE and one for uh, AEW that they've trademarked to be looking out for. Um, now, I don't know if WWE's done anything with this one, Smark, but looks like we're going to have a new television show called WWE The Smackdown Lowdown. Hmm. You like it? Are they bringing back uh, D'Lo Brown and the headbanger whose name I, I don't remember? Oh, my God. D'Lo Brown's Lowdown would be the shit. Oh, I have. Well, boy, oh, boy, do I have some good news for you. I actually watched uh, Slammiversary mm. because I have that kind of time. Um, and <laughs> there was a, all kinds of different cameos and whatnot. You had Sting on there. You had Kurt Angle. You even had AJ Styles, which was surprising. But he profusely thanked WWE for allowing him to talk. <laughs> <laughs> During the speech. He said that he would like to thank WWE for allowing him to like record this message, which is like, man, oh man, are you a company man? Anyways, uh, appearances during this like it was this big four man or ten man match, I think it was. There's this big clusterfuck. Anyways, D'Lo Brown ran in in full aces and eights regalia and helped sway the uh, turn of the tide for the good guys. So there was a D'Lo Brown cameo on Slammiversary this weekend, I, and it was. I love it. I, I did hear a little bit about uh, Slamversary. I didn't hear much. I was actually 
on the way home, I was listening to something. You know what? I was listening to something, then I stopped to listen to something else because I what I started listening to was Moxley's book. For those who don't know, you can jump on um, Audible and get Moxley's book. Now, this may sound weird, but I'm going to actually plug another podcast here. If uh, you want Moxley's book on Audible for free, and you go to uh, audibletrial.com slash solomonster, and you sign up for the trial, you can get that book, because it'll give you one credit for free, and you can get that book. Um, I started listening to it. Moxley does narrate the book. He does talk the book. I would 100% recommend this book. 100%. It is... I'm not spoiling shit, because you really you should listen to the book, but I'm going to tell you right now, Moxley reading this book makes it worth it, and I'll just say that. You need to get this book. So I'm going to go... I, I definitely, I, again, I, I get nothing from mentioning this. I get nothing. I don't even... Uh, he'll probably never even hear that I mentioned it, but... Um, audibletrial.com slash Solomonster if you want that book. Um, I didn't get it that way. I actually still had credits from when my wife bought me credits two years ago. But that is a great book. And um, I'm about I'm about an hour and 12 minutes into it. And um, But I was listening to a review of Slipversary. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I forgot. I downloaded that book at work. And I started listening to Moxley's book. And it's good, man. It is fucking awesome. So go over there and check that out. And like I said, if you don't have Audible yet, go over and uh, support Solo Monster. Check out his page. Um, hit, you know, once again over there on Audible. But uh, otherwise, if you want to buy that book, go ahead support uh, support whoever you support. But. If you want to go over and uh, look, Solo Monster's been doing it forever, and I I I like Solo Monster. I listen to him every week, so got no problem shouting him out and giving him a little bit of a uh, little bit of a plug on this show. So uh, there you go. So. Jerk, tell your friends Monster that we said nice things about him. Tell him to be a real mensch. Throw some people our way. Why don't you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's 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 a it's a great way to get a free book. It, it looks if you want a free audio book to hear Moxley do it. I mean, trust me, it's worth it. It is worth it. Just I haven't even I, what I got it for, and I really want to hear just for the Kevin Dunn. I definitely want to hear because he despises Kevin Dunn and I can't wait to hear him just trash Kevin Dunn which I know he does in his book <sighs> there's so much stuff I can't wait for him to get into uh, how long is it hold on one second I got, I got my phone right beside me here it is a I think it's a nine hour book I really do hold on a second John Moxley's book is library um yeah you're 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 looking at a nine hour book folks if you want nine hours of John Moxley for free, once again, audibletrial.com slash Solomonster. Check it out. Bam. <clears throat> All my other books are poker books. Y'all don't want to hear about those. 
they're well, there you have. Well, they're online poker books, except for the my uh, Mike Sexton book. But uh, most of them are online poker books. I like playing poker online. I like my poker in the rear. What? <clears throat> so. Uh, I actually read the book. It's a good book. I haven't read all of it yet. I'm about halfway through. Um, yeah, it's there's some pretty good stories in there. The, the tournament of death story is is pretty interesting. Or not so much the tournament of death story, but like what happens during the uh, days leading up to the tournament of death is pretty interesting. Nah, very nice. All right, uh, that's the um, is that the CCW tournament, right? Yeah, it's the CCW. Okay. T- I thought so. I just wanted to make sure I had the right one in my head. Um, I and now that was the one for WWE. Was the whole uh, SmackDown lowdown? AEW has a uh, a, a new one that I haven't heard them mention yet, but they have popped this bad boy up here as a trademark. Blood Moon Rising, something to be uh, be on the lookout for. A little bolo right there. Be on the lookout for uh, Blood Moon Rising. Um, it says it's for educational and entertainment services, services, namely a continuing program about wrestling. Um, accessibility by radio, television, satellite. I'm not sure if they're trying to name a show blood moon rising maybe a pay-per-view i would i would say a pay-per-view is about to be named blood moon rising prepare for it folks and know you heard it here first you son of a bitch and i mean that with love <laughs> anyway uh okay <laughs> sorry about that god damn it i lost smart again which means i probably lost internet again and i did all right folks I'll take another break be right back. Sorry, but I will be right back. All right, take three on this one, folks. Sorry about that once again. Goddamn internet here out in the south is not doing good. We're not having a, a like a rainstorm, but it's fucking windy out here. And I don't know. I don't know what's causing it, but uh, it's windy. I guess that's what's fucking causing it. Anywho, um, anyway, as I was saying for that Blood Moon Rising, I think we're going to get a pay-per-view named Blood Moon Rising out of uh, AEW. That's why they trademarked it. That's what I'm expecting is a pay-per-view called Blood Moon Rising. I don't know about you. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of an echo. Oh, okay. All right. You good now? I don't. Okay, yeah, it's cool. Okay. Oh. All right. The windy, yeah, the windy south. That's where I'm at. All right. Um, I think that's about all I really got. Let me see here. Uh, we had a couple there, a couple there. That's it. That's it for my news. And like I said, it's really all we fucking had. We just had a bunch of shit to get into. Um, and I guess we're getting a dynamite now. Smart. We had talked about maybe doing some predictions, but there's still matches going to come out on Friday. Um, I'll see what's happening this weekend. We do have Forbidden Door coming up on Sunday. Start to eight, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm just wondering. 
Are we looking at another fucking five-hour pay-per-view from these people? Four and a half, five hours? Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's not the answer you probably want. But, I mean, I feel like it'll be a decent length. We're going to see because, I don't know, it seemed like I watched the media scrum that Tony did after Double or Nothing. And it seemed like half the questions were like, why was the pay-per-view so fucking long? So we're going to see if like that actually changes a little bit, if they're going to tweak the timing on that a little bit, or if it's still just going to be the philosophy that Tony Khan has of like, well, you paid a lot of money for it, so we're going to give you a lot, regardless of whether or not you feel like you've been through like an ordeal after you're done watching it. Yeah. Now, Dirk's asking how many matches we have. I think we... Well, What's announced? Three, four matches total? The the rest of the... Honestly, dude, it's hard to find a website with the card up right now because they're not all announced. So... All right, let's game of how much can I remember for, or how much do I remember for Dynamite. Ooh. There's the four away for the IWGP title. Okay. There's the Inter- AW Championship mm-hmm. uh, match. There's the... It's the IWGP tag titles and the Ring of Honor tag titles, I believe. Okay. It's FDR, Rapungi Vice, and a team that I cannot remember. That's fun. Um, there's a trios match with uh, Jericho and Kingston and their respective teams. Uh, Jericho has Minoru Suzuki and his team... And I want to say Kingston has Utah and somebody else who I cannot remember. That's fun. Um, well, you know what? They have. Go, go. Sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Go, go, go. And actual information would be more important than me trying to pull things out of my. No, I was going to say with that trios match, do you think that might be a good time to bring those trios titles out, especially if. Jericho Appreciation Society wins? Well, it's not Jericho Appreciation Society, though. It's Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and another person. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, probably not a good time. Forget it. I didn't say a word. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, All right. So that means we're getting a dynamite? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. (laughs) Brought to you by DraftKings, folks. Dynamite. AEW Dynamite Draft brought to you by DraftKings was tonight. Uh, started off right away with Brian Danielson promoting the forbidden. Started off promoting the forbidden door. Um, he said he had some good news and some bad news. I got to admit that um, I didn't quite like when he said that. I got a little worried for a second there because I believe that's how he started the last when he retired. I think he started it with "I've got some good news and bad news." Right. So I got a little worried. Um, Basically, the bad news was he's just not cleared to compete right now. He did say he has found a replacement, though. And he'll tell us on Sunday who that replacement is. This is for blood and guts. Um, And we got Zack Sabre Jr. showing up tonight. Brought to you by DraftKings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think in this instance, it's DraftKings.co.uk. At this point, they need to just bring in Jerry Lawler for DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have to be 18 or older to use the site. Oh, Dirk is saying Claudio could be the uh, the and another guy. Hey, Christopher Kane, what's going on, brother? Um, that's not a bad. That's not a bad guess. 
for who the other could be for JAS, Jericho Appreciation. Uh, maybe. We'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe well, we could even find out on Rampage for all we know. Yeah. So, um, but I'll tell you, man, Danielson, great fucking promo by him, man. He's just, he's on fire, man. He is just on fire lately. As far as I'm concerned. Um, then we got a little Moxley promo, which I thought this was great too, man. I, I, I love, I don't know why, pacing Moxley. I like pacing Moxley. I don't know why. My wife's out there like, why is he pacing? I'm like, I don't know, but for some reason, I'm enjoying it. It's calming for some reason. It's like this guy who's talking about, you know, these sadistic things, but he's pacing, so I'm calm with him. I don't know why. I'm as calm as he is. Right. I th- and I think you listening to the audiobook helps him be a little bit more endearing, too, because it's hard <laughs> not to like him after listening or reading that book. I don't know, man, but I'll tell you, but I, I, like I said, definitely go get that fucking book. One way, any way you get it, get it, because it's a fucking great audiobook. And listen, I'm not down, I'm not one to read, really, so... Question since you're listening to the audiobook because it seems like one of when I was reading the book one of the things that I felt like would appeal the most to you I don't know if it's in the audiobook or not does he give recommendations for I don't know maybe later well if you're an hour in I feel like you've at least gotten through a chapter or two so if not it seems like it might not be the case in the actual book version well he recommends various movies and he talks about why he likes the movies and I felt like that would have been right up your alley because one of them was point blank and uh, another one was Ooh. Crimson Tide. I don't know how you feel about that movie. Oh, but good, I good. A point what? Blank I like, too. Point Blank. Point Blank. The one with... Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you meant Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. You mean Point Blank. I know the one you mean. Um, no, but I also... I, I drove an hour today... But I also had my son in the car because my son had to come to work with me today. So there was a lot of pausing because my 13-year-old had to tell me things that absolutely didn't mean anything to me. Um, so I might get to that in the morning. Very well. <laughs> I may get to that tomorrow morning when I leave for work. And Well, I got to get gas too, so that'll take me more time. But... um I liked his promo tonight, man. I just, for some, like I said, my wife's like, why is he pacing? He's annoying me. I'm like, that's calming me down a little bit. I don't know. I like it. So, there we go. But again, this was all for Forbidden Door. That's coming up. Because this was the go-home dynamite for Forbidden Door, obviously. Um, we had Rapungi Vice with Orange Cassidy. I think they're also known as Chaos, Correct. Ah, uh, they're part of the chaos faction. Well, so it's a stable. It's a lot of different people, but yeah, they're part of that. I thought everyone was part of chaos. That's why it's chaos. Oh. That's why it's chaos, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We had them out there versus uh, United Empire, which is Will Osprey and a bunch of other guys. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, that's kind of what it is. Even I, I know the stable, and it's Will Osprey, it's Jeff Cobb, Great O'Connor, and then there's just like some random ass like independent talent from like various parts of Europe. I, it's sort of like his version of uh, the fucking, well, whatever Walter's stable was. Exactly. Dude, I swear to God, I was just about to say it's basically Imperium 2. It, it is. It is. That's all it fucking is. I totally, I'm, I'm 
totally same page with you right there, man. I feel the exact same way. Um, Orange Cassidy getting a hell of a pop after his return last week. I got to tell you, man, this, this was a fun match. But plain and simple, I had fun watching this. I thought it was just a fun match. Orange Cassidy just makes it fun. I'm sorry. Once Orange Cassidy is in a match, you know it's going to be good and fun because it's just the way it is. So, and I mean, obviously with Orange Cassidy making the comeback, he he picks up the win. Uh, next thing you know, you got Cobb and Great O'Conn walking down there from, uh, and they join United Empire. And then FTR comes out to even up the odds. And there was basically just a face-off. It didn't really, nothing really happened. But good stuff, man. Good stuff. And we go from the good stuff to Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and uh, Satnam Singh. Satnam? <laughs> Is that his name? Uh, boy, he, I, I didn't realize, but he's got, that, uh, he's got that giantism voice. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, Big Show had that part taken out of his brain. I don't know if this guy's going to have to have the same thing, but he's got that... That and that is the disease. I'm not being, um, you know, mean or anything. I'm not at all. That's what the, what it's called. But uh, he's got that voice, man. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with him. But he's a big son of a bitch. <laughs> I just the this whole thing just seems like a fucking back burner. This whole thing just seems like something that's completely on the back burner and they're just going to heat it up whenever they just get bored. And this was also brought to you by DraftKings. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was brought to you by DraftKings tonight, folks. Yeah, I noticed that a lot more too because um, I didn't tell you, but I moved out of Canada, so I was watching on TSN this week. Oh, okay. okay. I really hope I get to move back to Canada by next week because mm. I fucking on TSN it's less of a bombardment with DraftKings. <laughs> I don't know if it would, dude. It was in the it was on the canvas. Yes, it was on the canvas. They do that with UFC too, and it's 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 rough. Mm. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Um, like I said, the, this whole little uh, Sanjay Dutt thing just kind of feels like it's a Jay Lethal and Son. It just kind of feels like it's a backburner thing. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not explaining it well, but it just kind of feels like it's something that they're just going to keep on the side and then they'll see what happens with it. But why do I have this feeling we're never going to actually see an outcome to this? I don't know why, but I do. I just got this feeling it's going to fizzle out and they're going to forget about it. I think we'll see some kind of a payoff. I mean, it depends on how many people feel the way that you feel about it. That it's sort of an, I guess, afterthought, maybe. I don't know if that's what you're going for. But that would work. That would work. Sort of secondary and it doesn't have a lot of heat and there's not a lot of reason to care about it. Because right now, I I mean, I'm still committed to, like, letting it play out before I am too harsh on it. But I, I honestly couldn't care less about it right now. See? And I, I, I pretty much all the little, you know, kind of 
points you just hit is kind of the reason I feel it's on the back burner, you know, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens with it. I just, for some reason, I got this gut feeling like this is just going to kind of go by the wayside and we're not going to get anything with this, but I guess we'll see what happens when Joe comes back and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so Christian was out after that smart and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because the commercial was on earlier, but Christian literally came out dressed like like gold uh Jeff Goldblum um in the apartment commercials. Oh yeah. I I I I'm not sure what he was going for, but um Christian cuts a promo tonight. Now, the part where I got to say the part where he was sitting there and talking about you, 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 you know, you, you, you want to get on my pay grade, make a match that's named after a pay-per-view, blah, 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 be in it. And I'm like, yeah, you and three other fucking guys, dumb shit. Actually, I'm sorry, five other guys were in that match. Excuse me. It was the Dudley Boys, too. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and make it, I mean, I get it. He was being the conceited asshole like it was him that did that, but... A lot of this promo really just had you going, dude, you're not all that. It's like, I don't know. I think the character he's going for is he's believing that he was a real Hall of Fame signing. Um, (laughs) That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I thought it was an interesting promo because, like, it it, I, it felt like it got better after a while. Mm. But at first, it seemed like he hadn't cut a promo of that magnitude for a while, and it seemed like he like got his talking points mixed up quite a bit because it seemed like he was talking at like 100 miles an hour and he kept flubbing shit up. Like there was numerous sort of stutters and stalls and stops, and he got like the order of his words wrong a couple of times, which who am I to talk about that? But still, we'll see. And that was later in the promo, which so that was later in the promo though. So did it really get better later in the promo? Okay. I will say that the sort of way that he delivered the promo seemed passionate. Yes. That made it better, but he was fucking up. He was. And I, Listen, if you're sitting there screaming and yelling and you got passion and you're fucking up, that's that's totally acceptable to me because when you're screaming and yelling and that that's what's going to happen. But I just thought it was kind of a a, a weird promo and I got to tell you something. I I know this may seem a little oh stop it-ish, but uh the father stuff I think is very low. I don't think it needs... I mean, listen, we all know uh, Jungle Boy's uh, father, uh, Luke Perry, the actor. Um, I just... I think it's easy, and I think it's low, and I don't think it's called for. I don't know why it bothered me. Yeah, I mean, you know me. Nothing like that really... It it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't upset me, but I got to tell you, this kind of was like... This was so unnecessary, the father stuff. I get it. He's trying to be a dick. He went up to the mother and the sister and he said what he said, but 
I think this was just cringy. This was cringy to me. The whole father thing, all talking about Luke Perry. I mean, I mean, the guy suddenly died out of nowhere, and I don't know. I I just thought it. it th- this was a little cringy to me. Like mm, that didn't need to happen. I don't know about you, but yeah, it it didn't really register too much to me. I felt like at some, I kind of seemed like. At some point, somebody was going to mention it. It's just a matter of time as to when and who. But like Dirk said, he felt like it was a little bit desperate. I, I guess I could yeah. kind of see what you guys are talking about. And I guess sort of to that uh, point, they have history. So you don't really need to do this. You could like play off of the history that they have together. Mm-hmm. They've been in a stable together for fucking God knows how long at this point. But you have stuff that you can play off of. And it's, I guess... I could see the argument that it was sort of just like you're trying to manufacture heat when there's already heat there. Well, okay. And then right after this, okay, right after all that shit, you get Luchasaurus coming out finally to kind of, you know, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. He grabs Christian by the throat, rolls him right back into the into the turnbuckle, and he's choking him. And Christian is like, you're like a son to me and blah 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 and Christian goes listen we need to talk in private so but he also gets that grin so he's about to start doing the same little manipulation thing to Luchasaurus why couldn't they just work this angle again why I think it was uncalled for to call for the father stuff and you know Dirk even said well because Christian's better than that Uh, maybe um, maybe he is, but I mean, I know he's looking for cheap heat. I get it. Again, I get it. I'm not upset about it. I'm not going to go all Karen on you about it. Oh, fuck. I think my internet might have just gone out again. Uh, yes, it did. So, let me. I'm just going to take one more break, get smart up here, and then we're going to blow through this. I am so sorry for the internet. Keep going out, folks. I really am. All right, I'll be right back, folks. All right, so as I was saying, when you have this whole Luchasaurus storyline already in place, do you really need to just go as low as to talk about his dead father? No, not really. Okay, thank you. All right, (laughs) that was my point, Smart. Sorry about the the internet thing, folks, but uh, yeah, um, that's all I'm saying. You just don't need the whole thing. And I love that we we go back. and in the, I went back in the chat, and uh, I see Christopher Kane going, uh, who did he say? Um, he said, we were talking about body shaming and body shapes, and he goes, holy crap, Cole, Jay White, and Hangman are tiny. <laughs> but on the positive side of things, Okada is taller than he thought he would be. Okada, he is tall. He is. He is a tall yeah. dude. Six four, maybe six five. He's surprisingly tall. Yeah, he is a pretty tall guy. So, uh, but man, it's uh, and then I like that he's like, why is Luchasaurus and Christian hugging? What the fuck? <laughs> Christopher Kane's all confused. They did hug because he's going to manipulate him. You see that little smirk on his face. You saw that. So looks like Christopher Kane is actually right around where we uh, where we're actually talking about, which is perfect. Um, all right. So uh, we don't have that much more here, but uh, 
after that, we had the, and I might have missed a segment or two, but uh, we had the All-Atlantic Tournament match, which was Malachi Black versus Penta Oscuro. I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, with Alex Abrahantes. Uh This was a, a, a pretty damn good match. I got to be honest. Um, Malachi Black winning. I got to be honest. I didn't take many notes because I was just fucking focused on the match. <laughs> and uh, Malachi Black picks up the win. We get Pat coming out after it. And then Miro pops up on the screen. I think it's amazing the pop Miro gets, not even live, but just for being on the screen. And the pop Lana gets for never even walking in that company when he talks about his gorgeous wife. I think it's amazing. Um, I'll be damned. I think my internet just went out again. Fuck. 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 All right. One more break. At this point, I'm not even turning off the music. I'm just letting it go and turning it on when the internet goes out. But anyway, as I was saying, Smart, and we are back live again, um, I, I think it's really funny that Miro gets a great pop, number one, but Lana, who's never set foot in that company when he mentions his gorgeous wife, gets just as big of a pop. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. First of all, it just lets me know that people are still pervs, and I like it. Um, and Miro is over, and I love that, too. Both of these things. <laughs> There you go. A, is that what was playing? Was living on a prayer playing? Oh, God. I said, I don't know why my internet is doing this tonight. Again, I'm 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 in the South. I don't know. I I can't pay y'all city folk prices. That's all I know. <laughs> I can't pay them city prices, man. But um that's it for that. So then we get Adam Cole's mark. He comes out. He's on commentary. Uh, of course, we've got the uh, Adam uh, Adam Page match here. We got Hangman Adam Page versus Silas Young. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know whether to say these guys are making their debut or not because they're ROH guys for ROH. But I like Silas Young. I like his look. I like his style. Um, I just like the guy. I, I really do. I actually think that that would be a a good one for him them to pick up on the AEW side. Um, I think we all knew Paige was winning that match, right? Yes. Yeah, I think we all knew that. I'm not going to sit here and insult anyone's intelligence. But as soon as Paige wins, Cole jumps up, and we were just about to get story time with Adam Cole. And Jay White comes out. He's like, ah, no, you still can't be my opponent. Basically because you lost. He's like, you lost to that guy twice already, bitch. Um, All right, I added the bitch. Uh, (laughs) Jay goes down. He gets, he's walking down, still cutting the promo. He gets in the ring, says something to Paige. Paige gets pissed at him. He fucking hits him. And uh, next thing you know, Cole's running down. Those three brawl. Next thing you know. We get Okada. Now, I think we all know what's been going on with Okada, correct? And boy, that was a great holy shit chant. And not even, I mean, there were people before that, they were showing in the crowd just mouths agape that Okada, 
who we were all told there was no way, no way he would be at Forbidden Door. And it looks like he's going to be. So I don't know if shit got worked out. I don't know if if he left. I I believe he was going to work out the rest of his contract. So this might be part of it. But um, boy, there there there's a lot to Okada be in there, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big deal that he's there, of course. Obviously, right. he'd be the uh, former New Japan champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to it, man. So, um, but yeah, like I said, that, 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 and Dirk's, that might have been his favorite match of the night. It was a good match, man. It really was. And like I said, I, I really like Silas Young. I like the character, the, uh, the last real man. I think that's pretty cool. I, I just, I like his old school look, and he's got the old school style to go with his old school look. I think if you put him and uh, the butcher in a match together, we might get like a like a nostalgia collision, and I don't know. We might go back to the eighties. I don't know if I'd put them in a match. We might uh, stop time or something. I don't know. Okay, They're both tag team. Get rid of Blade. We don't need him around. Yeah, I'd put the, those two. The- My. God, those two in a tag team would be great. <laughs> Fucking, they kind of look alike. Are they related? You know, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible because really when you I'm sitting there and I'm like, my God, those two would make actually an incredible tag team together. <laughs> they they would cause, cause a uh, nostalgia space lapse or some shit like that. Um... But after that, I think um I think there was a segment with Jade Cardgill, the baddies and all that. There's a baddies search. Indeed, yeah. It's Red Velvet is injured. Apparently she got injured wrestling Chris Statlander. Um and so they're putting out a baddie search and the idea is that they want you to tell them why you're a baddie on Twitter. Uh, so with under 140 characters or less, mm. and Stokely Hathaway said, uh, please be sure to keep your photos PG. And then, of course, we get uh, Jed Cargill's catchphrase to Tony uh, Schiavone, which is, uh, Tony, cut the shit. I, I gotta say, what. I did sort of enjoy it, because Stokely Hathaway at one point said, drumroll, please. Tony said nothing, and he said, man, I said drum roll, and he made Giovanni do it. <laughs> I, 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 I just think that guy is money. I, I really do. I think that guy is incredibly talented. I, he, a great choice, a great pickup. And, and, you know, like I said, man, we kind of, uh, we kind of called it. They were going to do that. <clears throat> great. It was such a good fit. It was ridiculous not to do so. Um, we get Marina Shafir after that. Uh, <laughs> and my very first thought before they even announced who her opponent was, was like, well, whose fault is it going to be this time if the match sucks? <laughs> yeah. 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 Sandbagging. Think, you know what? I forgot about that. We've, uh, believe, we actually have a little bit of time. We just had a few full pause tonight. Sandbagging. Um, Thunder Rosa was accused of sandbagging by who was that, Smart? 
just basically a random ass guy on Twitter. He has like a donut shop, but like okay. that's it. Like literally, he's just a random ass dude, and apparently it caused a bit of controversy because some people liked it. Yeah. Um. Here's the problem. The 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 match before that, Marina Shafir had wasn't great either. So there's a common denominator there, and <laughs> I don't think it was Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is not known. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tony Storm showing Thunder Rosa now not to sandbag. I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, I, I, a lot of people were saying that Thunder Rosa had, uh, was sandbagging Marina Shafir. I, I don't think so. I really don't. I really don't. I, I, I think that was such bullshit. And yeah, I, I think it was funny how a lot of those dirt sheets picked up on that from some random dude. Dirt sheets, stop that shit. Well, apparently, and like what happened that guy kind of caused that to get picked up was that Britt Baker liked it and Marina Shafir liked it. So like they were low-key saying that they agreed with this random-ass person basically saying that Thunder Rosa doesn't know how to work. Oh, all right. Whatever. Um... Yeah, the heel. Um, all right. Uh, where were we here? We were back at uh, AEW. Um, anyway, it was Tony, uh, Tony Storm. And uh, Tony Storm did end up winning the match. After the match, she's jumped by Nyla Rose, who was down there at ringside, and Marina, both of them. And Thunder Rosa runs out. Her and Tony clear the ring, but t- uh, Tony hits. Was it, Ro- was it Nyla she hit? With the belt? Yes. Hits Nyla with the belt. Uh, but remember, it's Rose's belt she hit her with. Remember, so she's got the belt in her hand again. So I guess the storyline is Tony Storm really wants that belt to feel, to touch. Is that what she wants? She just wants to touch it and feel it and hit people with it? I don't, I don't know. Well, they're going to be having a match at Forbidden Door. I get it, but... Both times she's just held that belt and like caressed it and looked she at it. She likes belts. She's a belt person. I have two things real quick. I will say I got to give her credit, and I guess if anybody is uh, qualified to do this, it would be her. But uh, Tony Storm gave the only hip attack that I've seen that actually looked like it hurt and that I wouldn't have wanted to bend on the receiving end. Because normally it just looks like somebody just shoves their ass into your face. And it's like, mm. yeah, that's hot but that doesn't look painful like she actually made it look like it hurt and i don't know if you noticed and if that's just been her theme or for for a long time or whenever she's been since she's been in aw whatever but did it sound like tony storm's theme was like just a rip off of the song barracuda by heart like it sounded like we got the old wcw engineering involved where like they just like picked the rip off theme song i didn't catch that song yeah, next time she's out there, and I guess if you're gonna watch Forbidden Door, pay attention to that because it sounds like it's it sounds like almost like a cover version. It's not; it's different lyrics, but it sounds like somebody's right. trying to do a version of the song uh, "Barracuda" by Heart. Man, I know the song. If you can get that on uh, YouTube, let me know. Let me know. Um, that Dirk agrees with you. I didn't hear it. I got to be honest. I didn't hear it. I I I I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> so. Uh, after that though, Smart, we had this Darby Allen and so I'm really trying to get through this, through this while my internet is working. Mm-hmm. We had this Darby Allen and Sting promo, and I I 
you know, it, it, Darby Allen's kind of a mad genius because I actually thought this was a good promo because he wasn't just a monotone fucking nothing of a, just giving this diatribe of bullshit. So him putting just the minimum amount of emotion in a promo now makes me think it's great. Is that mad genius of him or what? Yes, yes it is. It really is. The guy's a fucking mad genius. He should be working with fucking uh, uh, fucking DJ Hyde over there, this mad genius. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy. It really kind of- is. You cut these shitty promos, and then if you put a little bit of emotion in it, people are like, wow. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly it. You, you summed it up perfectly. Just like take four losses so that you can win once. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> fucking mad genius, this guy. I'm sitting there like, wow. He literally, all he did was change his fucking decibels by a fucking inch, and it looks like he's actually giving a fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he looked around at everyone sitting there going, that was the most boring promo I've ever seen in my life and said, wow, I've got to do something interesting. Damn it. I, I mean, it, it was a little Christopher Walken, but it was better. Oh, now that'd be awesome. <laughs> All you got the Christopher. Christopher Walken. I don't even care who does it. Just... The best impersonation of Christopher Walken is done by, um, what's that fuck? Kevin Pollack. You know who he is? Yeah, sort of. He does the best Christopher Walken. Uh, and he does the best Christopher Walken because he perfectly does the fact that Christopher Walken emphasizes the wrong words at the wrong time in the wrong sentence all the time. But it still comes out great because it's Christopher Walken doing it. So, I don't know. I, I just, I love Kevin. I, Kevin Paul is great, but he does the best Christopher Walken. And if you really want to see the best Christopher Walken, type in Kevin Pollock, Bruce Willis Roast. Enjoy yourself and have fun with that. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> the guy really... I mean, he, he literally just added added a little bit of emotion, changed his fucking pitch a little bit, and I was like, wow, great promo. Wow. Was it? <laughs> it was pretty good, honestly. Uh, all right. Well, mad genius Darby Allen. Let's just fucking <laughs> leave that alone. Anyway. Hey. Of wanting to cover things and promos before while we still have internet access, a, a return to form. The return of one of my favorite segments is back this week. It appears as though somebody was sucking their own dick tonight. Oh, and Christopher Kane has decreed that the, the party responsible is in fact parties because apparently the young bucks were sucking their own dicks tonight. Oh well, the young bucks always have a little bit of fucking jizz on their face from doing that. Um, <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, they really fucking have been doing that for a long time. Uh, Christopher Kane, why isn't there a stardom match on the show? <laughs> because New Japan doesn't give a fuck about female wrestling. Uh, because Tony Khan only, only bitches about women's wrestling if you tell him that he's... If you told Tony Khan, Christopher Kane, that he didn't have a stardom match on the show, Friday night, 
at Rampage, you would get something. I guarantee it. So you may want to go on Twitter and ask that, which will give you your starter match. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Have Julia versus somebody else because I can only name one starter wrestling. Go ahead. Tag that little fucking fucking thin skinned little bitch Tony Khan and see if he doesn't fucking cave in. Uh, <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you know he will. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, where were we? Did I, uh, where were we? were we in the middle of something there? Yeah, we were going to the last match, I guess. Uh, which was Jericho. Jericho came out with Sammy and uh, Tay Conti. Uh, and Archer, Jericho and Archer versus Moxley and Tanahashi. This was another match I'd really, I didn't even care about notes because the match was just good. <laughs> I, I was. And did they mention why Sammy was out there? I mean, I know they have history together, but I was mm-hmm. taking care of dog issues and. They played the whole thing from last week where he came out as a uh, Fuego del, del Sol. Yeah, they they explained that. And I mean, it was the most obvious thing that he was him. But anyway, um, it I I actually prefer Sammy going to, to that way than what they were alluding to with them. But definitely put him back with Jericho because really that's where he fits well. Um, anyway, like, uh, this was a great fucking match. Uh, Tanahashi got the win for uh, him and Moxley. The, f- the, 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 the best part is just this, there's chaos in soothing after this match, right? Uh, you, you got Moxley and Tanahashi. They're staring each other down after the match goes down. They're just kind of staring each other, kind of. You know, talking back and forth like, you know, hey, I'm going to kick your ass this Sunday. Oh, really? Oh, really? Eddie Kingston, out of nowhere, comes out, and he's just he's kicking Sammy Guevara's ass. Next thing you know, you see Yuta come out, Wheeler Yuta. Minoru Suzuki then comes out. And looking, I mean, talk about a bad mother, a BMF walk. Stone Cold could do the BMF, uh, BMF walk well. But when Minoru Suzuki comes out and does the BMF walk down to the ring, shit's about to get fucking real. Uh, then next thing you know, the rest of the JAS comes out. It's the usual, Smark, it's the usual uh, AEW, uh, AEW, I guess we could call it the old uh, chaotic clusterfuck ending, because that's kind of what they had. But the funniest part is there's this whole shit going on in the outside the ring. There's all this people beating each other, bodies flying everywhere. And you've got Moxley and Tanahashi still standing in the ring, only looking at each other, not giving a flying fuck what is going on outside the goddamn ring. And honestly, I wish they focused on that a little more. Because that's probably going to be... One of your one of your main events. So, but they really didn't. A lot of time, you were just looking at their feet in the ring. Did you notice that, or was it just me? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like that is the main event because it's going to be for the interim title. So, mm. yeah, put maybe a little bit more emphasis on them. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, 
all right, they're focusing on this whole clusterfuck thing, yet the two main guys are in the fucking ring staring at each other, and I see their feet. It's like, great. That's what <laughs> Dirk says even Tanahashi was laughing. I, I, I know. I mean, I, and by the way, I'm sitting there. How, how old is Tanahashi? Uh, late 30s, early 40s. Dude, those motherfuckers. God is an age. God looks fucking great, man. My wife, my wife thought he was fucking twenty two years old. She's like, "Oh my god, look at that guy! He's got a great body. What is he? 22, 23? I'm like, forty five. Uh, how much? Forty five. Forty five. My God, I'm forty six, and I I don't look anything like that. Jesus Christ. Jesus, man. Him, and I mean, just, my God, what do they eat over there? I need to figure out what they eat. They don't age. Got to avoid a real obvious joke. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't want the show going to the dogs. Yeah, who gives a fuck at this point, but anyway. Um, All right, so uh, that's really it. That was the go-home show tonight for AEW Dynamite. Uh, going into Forbidden Door. We do have Rampage coming up Friday, which we're probably going to get more matches. Um, I'll tell y'all what. If we uh, end up going live, I don't know. I haven't even discussed this with Smart. I don't know what he's got going on Sunday. He may have something going on. Um, We'll talk about it. If we do, we'll just go on early and do some quick... uh, predictions otherwise we'll talk about it wednesday so we'll let y'all know i don't know smart we'll talk about it a little bit later what else you got man anything yes actually and i I can't say too much about it because you kind of have to see i'll post it for you to check out later but Mm -hmm. again uh, i learned a valuable lesson about optimism and why you should never have it (laughs) because i told you about why i was excited about vince stepping down and how this was actually going to change the landscape of things and Mm -hmm. i'm sure Nothing changed at all. Anyways, over the weekend, I was excited because I mentioned this on the show before. I'm a Jack Evans fan, pretty big Jack Evans fan. And this was going to be like the weekend of Jack Evans on the ended scene, at least, because he was wrestling. He had this match with uh, Ninja Mac. He was making his GCW debut. Uh And then Sunday, he was going to be at Slammiversary. He's going to be competing in the Ultimate X match. So I was like, that's pretty cool, seeing him in the Ultimate X match and all that. And I like Ninja Mac, and I like GCW, so I was excited about that, too. The Saturday night, he did a corkscrew uh, 630, landed on his head and neck, uh, which I don't advocate often for people to be fired, but the referee saw this, did nothing, and then... I don't think he saw it, but Ninja Mac immediately grabbed him by the arm and tr- tried to drag him. <gasps> oh. That's pretty shitty. And then, of course, immediately, like, they immediately had to just end the match. He just covered him, and that was it. Because he, like, couldn't work anymore. And then immediately he was off the uh, Slammiversary, so he wasn't he didn't do the Ultimate X. And the match that he did Saturday for GCW had to end about midway through because he hurt himself. So again, Ooh. optimism. Don't have it when it comes to wrestling. You'll enjoy wrestling more. But yeah, that referee uh, yeah, done yeah. fucked up, and I will uh, post it uh, later tonight if you're, uh, for those who are on the Wrestling Umbrella group on Facebook. 
that's fucking awful though, man. I, I listen, I, I don't need to see anybody get hurt. Um, it's, it wasn't like brutal. Like he left on his own accord, but like the referee should have stopped it immediately and he should not have been dragged by his like basically upper body. No. In pinfall position where it's just like oh dear god this is terrible this is like fucking amateur hour i hate it oh yeah yeah well hopefully he's gonna be all right i guess we'll see what's gonna happen with that that's uh, another really big thing thanks to chris McCain for bringing that up um oh yeah they and the lucha brothers are not allowed to be at forbidden door because they have an agreement in place with triple a and triple a are not allowing their talent to be on forbidden door well they're forbidden from forbidden door um, yes. what they did is they grabbed that key from the young bucks and they shoved it up their ass with these two guys, with these guys. Um, anyway, <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, yeah, that whole thing with, uh, the, what is it? The triple A CMLL, like you said, um, I don't know. So no Andrade, no Lucha brothers, whatever. We get Phoenix Friday night, though. He did announce him. Uh, he's going to have a match with, um, who was it? Andrade. Yes, you're right. So I actually will be watching Rampage for a change, so that'll I be pretty fun. I think a lot of people might actually watch for that match. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking good match. And here, two and a half. Can we do a quick little thing on the whole thing of uh, Rampage only getting 300 and some thousand viewers? Yeah. Can we finally understand the fact that there are more people than ever, number one, cutting the cord. Number two, those are only people that have uh, Nielsen boxes. And I, I mean, really, I don't watch AEW on a way that you're going to get in the ratings. I, you don't watch AEW in a way they're going to get in the ratings. People more than ever are cutting the cord now. I really feel that eventually ratings aren't going to matter because it's not that people aren't going to be just touching on Nielsen ratings anymore because Nielsen people watch what the fuck they want to do and what they watch. And a lot of people watch in different ways now. You can watch AEW on Hulu live, live. You can watch after you can. And, and if you get it on Hulu live, you can get it later on Hulu also, because you have Hulu live, which is also in kind of like a DVR. There's so many ways at this point that you can watch shows without being live. And, you know, Rampage is on a Friday. They're geared. AEW's audience is geared toward that younger 18 to, what is it, 18 to 49? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but some of them go out on Friday nights because the weekend is coming. Did you know that? There you go. See, Christopher Kane watching on Hulu Live. Is that going to be counted? Because he's watching late. That's not going to be counted in the fucking ratings, right? I imagine. I really feel that anyone... It, People that are freaking out and really counting on ratings and ratings and ratings only should probably try to calm down. I mean, if you're really this, the, you know, I, I kind of get with the times and realize that more people than ever have cut that cord. 
Smart, do you have cable at all? Nope. Nope, I don't either. And I know tons of people that don't use cable anymore. Streaming services. Um, and I, what people are doing now is they're getting the absolute lowest cable service they can get. Because what you do then is if you have the lowest cable service you can get, all you got to do now is sign up for the apps from that cable service. The apps will show you all the fucking live TV you want. Like I've said before, I watch on the TBS app. I don't have cable. My wife's dad does. He has the absolute lowest because my wife showed him how to go on and use the apps from the TV shows to watch your live shows. That doesn't get counted. He actually used to be a Nielsen guy. Which was surprising because he's in such a little rural area. But uh, he had a Nielsen box. He got rid of the box. He got rid of his cable. He got the. He found some shitty company. He got their lowest package, which is like fucking like twelve ninety nine a month out there. And apps, dude. It's all about apps now. If you know what the fuck you're doing, it's. But the ratings thing is starting to get out of fucking hand. I saw people trashing. AEW is dead. They're dead. Rampage is going to go away in weeks. Rampage will not be around in, in, in six weeks, two months, three months. Let's just stop it with this shit. There's too many ways to watch now to sit there and bitch about fucking ratings. People need to fucking stop already as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I'm sorry I kind of took that over. What do you got on that, Smart? Now, I guess I guess people are just talking about it a lot this week because they're comparing it to SmackDown for whatever reason, which is wrong for any number of reasons. A, because you're talking about cable versus, you know, just regular, like, national television, basic cable. Or, you mm-hmm. know, network television is what I was looking for. You're comparing cable to network television. Right. So now television is more accessible. Um, talking about 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern versus, you know, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm issue and 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 you know obviously having vince on smackdown is going to be a ratings boost for smackdown when vince is embroiled in a scandal right. it's just the way things work that's why they did that but then again the the thing is is that like you're not comparing the fans are but the network is not comparing what rampage versus smackdown does right they're comparing it to what they normally would have put on a friday night how is it doing and is it cost effective to have Rampage versus whatever program they put on on a Friday night? Right. Right. And I mean, listen, 300 Room, that may sound bad to us, but it, but like you're saying, what would the other show they had they had on a year ago have done? Who knows? We don't know unless you go look that shit up, which I ain't fucking doing that. That's too many fucking words and shit to type on Google, but I don't know, man. I I I I saw a lot of trash, you know. Like I said, oh, yeah, the company's dead. You know, they they can't even put on an interesting match. We've really, I'm sorry, but if if they're geared towards a younger audience, a younger audience is not going to be a Nielsen household. 
It's just not going to be. They're going to be the, you know, like, like you. No fucking cable, a different way to watch it, no matter what it is. But I mean, if you do have cable, you can just get that absolute lowest package they have and just download the apps. That's what we do. It's fun. The apps are better anyway because you have on demand for all their shows. It's like having a DVR without having a DVR. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I really just feel that ratings are starting to get out of hand. People forget that it's only Nielsen boxes, mostly, that do those. I think some um, somehow WWE got the the like Hulu ratings to be added into their ratings or something so they could boost their ratings probably. Um, but I don't know if that's with everybody. Mm-hmm. What was that? They're good at doing the Steiner math. Very of, good. Like, how we manipulate numbers to make it look like we're more important than we are. Absolutely. The officer Steiner math. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Trooper Steiner, actually, because he was pulled over by state troopers. So, all right. Um, I got nothing else. No, no. All right. We got through that way quicker than I thought we were going to, folks. So, all right. I guess that's it on that note. Well, hell, I guess we can go ahead and uh, get on out of here, which means we knock out the plugs one more time, which means you should be listening to the high marks. That's right. You know who the high marks are. It's Chiwiz. Chiwiz. (laughs) <laughs> Chee Wiz. I mixed that one up right there. Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz. That is who it is right there. And you should be listening to them on Mixel.com slash Metalmit Podcast Network. And if you're not, you should not be happy with yourself. There you go right there. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 9, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sundays. Why am I mixing up words right now, Smart? Okay. Take a minute. Take a breath. Okay. And of course, you got Bobby Anthony and Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. That's right. They are on all the usual podcast platforms out there. And while you're on those podcast platforms, check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. That's right. The EUP Network over there on Blog Talk Radio. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms and obviously Blog Talk Radio because I just said it. And Stephen Milan over there reviewing movies over there on Letterboxd. That's B O X D dot com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. Check him out over there reviewing movies. And once again, I will be back Saturday night. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Mixer.com slash Wrestling Outlet. And I'll be reviewing a movie. Probably. Maybe an actor. Maybe something else. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Smart. You got it. So we'll be reviewing a movie Saturday. We'll be reviewing a pay-per-view Sunday. Subscribe to find out mm-hmm. over there. Mixer.com slash Wrestling Outlet. Or if you got us on the podcatcher, Whatever podcast app you use, just vigorously keep slamming the uh, refresh button. That won't really do anything. I just want you to do it. Anyways, Cheese on Sports returns August. 
in the meantime, what you want to do is you want to listen to Mojo and Dirk's Miss Dastardly Show. They'll keep you entertained. They'll hold your hand and guide you through this crazy thing we call a life. And what you also want to do is check out our friends at Planet Raconteur. This is the Planet Raconteur podcast. Bobby and Papa Dave Sincere and your Nasty all. 16 episodes of season one all season two episodes they're new they're ongoing be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode because you won't want to miss an episode all right there you go folks all right thank you everyone thank you for listening i apologize once again for the internet problems uh it's kind of out of my hands but um you lucky downloaders won't even know what happened hopefully so uh there you go smart thank you and see you take your truck and asshole it's all right if you don't know what to do with yourself take your truck and asshole yeah